This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Oh, man, this is getting really bad. Vladimir Putin's talking about nuclear war. No nuclear war. Please, no nuclear war. That would be very bad for the entire planet, of course. I wish I didn't have to say please. I mean, what was the policy? What was our stance before? Peace through strength, right? Well, we don't seem to have that anymore, okay? We have a compromised leader bending over backwards to appear woke to the world, and uh, that's not Vladimir Putin, is it? In its aggressive anti-Russian policy, the West has crossed every line. We hear constant threats against our country and our people. I want to remind those who allow themselves such statements about Russia that our country also has a variety of weapons of destruction, and in some areas, even more modern than those in NATO countries. And if the territorial integrity of our country is threatened, we will, without question, use all the means at our disposal to protect Russia and our people. This is not a bluff. Okay, who knows? Who knows what he's really thinking? He's boxed in. The world has cut him off. Uh, it's the last thing, of course, anybody would need, right? A nuclear weapon right in the middle of Ukraine. It would be destabilizing to the world and Europe and us. And who knows what could happen, really? You know, I don't know about you, but I did feel a lot better with President Trump as president for many, many reasons, including, yeah, he got along with Putin. He gets along with Putin. That's a terrible thing. No, it's a good thing if I get along. That's good. He likes me. I like him. Not so bad. And we get along. I like Putin. He likes me. You know, we get along. It's better. Isn't it? Wouldn't you say it's smart to get along? Okay. Smart. I would say it's smart to get along, wouldn't you? Thing is, it's tough to get along with Joe Biden. He's already labeled uh, Putin all kinds of horrible things. And Vladimir Putin, I think, figured out something about Joe Biden. Turn up the volume, please. This is back last year in Geneva. All they're doing is waiting for the cameras to take their pictures, the cameramen. And then they'll leave and then they'll really start talking. You see, it was negotiated ahead of time. They can't say anything of substance with people in the room because, well, Joe Biden is Joe Biden. And it could be a real problem, right? This is not normal for an American president. American presidents are capable of holding their own before Vladimir Putin, right? How about Donald Trump? Pump up the volume, please. Uh, 
Vladimir Putin was saying things, and Donald Trump was saying things. They were not. He was not afraid of the media. Barack Obama for all of his faults. Let's see what happened there. And I'm very grateful to the U.S. president for the detailed discussion and for the... Now, a lot of this is, you know, kind of formulaic. It's uh, uh, for public consumption. They're not talking about real issues. But they're not afraid to talk in front of the cameras. Same was true of George W. Bush. Not exactly a gifted order, but here he is talking in front of Putin. Countries, and I found the conversation to be quite. See, it can be done. Bill Clinton, all the way back in what was it, '99, 2000, 2000, having a discussion in front of Putin. Watch this. Yeah. We have worked together. Now, maybe Clinton was probably talking too much in front of Vladimir Putin, but I like that he could do it. Joe Biden showed Vladimir Putin probably all he needed to know. This man is weak and they have to prop him up to keep the illusion going. Vladimir Putin has seen a lot of presidents come and go, hasn't he? Huh? 22 years. I actually think it's time that uh, we have a constitutional convention and think about extending or eliminating term limits for president. He's been there for 22 years. President Xi has been there for, what, 15, 20 years? And our guys seem to just come and go. So Joe Biden was on the world stage today at the United Nations. Um, I didn't, look, I want him to be good in this moment. We can't have this nuclear thing get out of hand with, uh, with Russia. He did not make any major gaffes, um, but he did do some odd things, like say somehow it's up to Russia to end all of this. I mean, we're the United States, and he's speaking to the United Nations, right? Russia, in the meantime, is pumping out lies, trying to pin the blame for the crisis, the food crisis, on the sanctions imposed by many in the world for the aggression against Ukraine. So let me be perfectly clear about something. It's Russia's war that is worsening food insecurity, and only Russia can end it. Well, all right, might be talking about food insecurity for Russia and beyond, but I think that the United Nations should be able to end some things, don't you? We pay them an awful lot of money. The United Nations, there they are. The world leaders coming together to just, what, shoot the breeze all the time with these people. Words, 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 no action. It's actually perfect for a guy like like Joe Biden. And you can understand why Donald Trump, who, by the way, did very good when he went to the General Assembly, but words backed up by intention, right? Tough words that can actually bring about change and can even bring about peace. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Peace through strength. Remember, we were just talking about that. And what happened? Peace, relative peace with North Korea. Nobody thought this could happen, and it did. I thought that was great. You know, we don't have to do everything the way it's always been done, right? <laughs> These diplomats, they fall in love with their protocols and procedures, and you can't do that. We've never done it before. All right, back to Joe Biden and the U.N., uh, do you trust this guy with, I don't trust him with national tax policy. What about planetary tax policy? He wants a global tax. With partners in the Americas, 
Africa, Europe, and the Middle East, and the Indo-Pacific. We're working to build a new economic ecosystem well, where every nation, every nation gets a fair shot and economic growth is resilient, sustainable, and shared. That's why the United States has championed a global minimum tax, and we will work to see it implemented so major corporations pay their fair share everywhere, everywhere. Sounds like the same stuff he's been pushing on us domestically. And how has that worked out? It's a catastrophe. It's kind of amazing to me that a guy like Joe Biden, an empty suit like this, who has been in politics his entire life, asking for favors, big smile, raising money for his campaign, is trying to set global economic policy. It is just beyond me. And Remember, we do all know, no reminder is needed, just how bad things are right now. Take a look at this. The average household will pay between eleven dollars and $12,000 more a year because of uh, the inflationary situation. I've never seen numbers this high. I haven't. This is, this is off the charts, off the charts. And the United Nations, what can they do, huh? Really, what can they do? One thing, though, as I was watching all those world leaders and Joe in front of them, uh, something occurred to me that these countries right here, they're building walls or they already have them. Everyone talks about how, uh, how bad our wall is on the other side, right? The Democrats, they hate the wall. Well, walls work. Joe has one around his compound and uh, so many walls throughout the world. They serve a purpose. All right, but... We don't want a nuclear war, right? We can't have that. Let's uh, hope and pray it does not happen, all right? When we come back, this woman, I believe, is a crazy lady, the Attorney General of New York State, trying to sue Donald Trump over real estate. Who do you think knows more about real estate? We will show you just how ignorant she is when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Remember, liberal plus chaos equals Biden. You remember our handy dandy mnemonic device to remember all the reasons to not support Democrats in the midterm elections. We'll uh, have a review maybe a little bit later in the show. Uh, but that's the important stuff right there. All those items are important and people should get out and vote on those issues, not these silly distractions coming uh, from the fake news from Letitia James, these desperate people trying to stop Trump. The latest uh, stunt, a lawsuit from the New York State Attorney General. Ooh, they're excited. We have some breaking news just in that we need to get to right now. New York Attorney General Letitia James has filed a, fe had filed a civil lawsuit against former President Donald Trump, his children, and his family business. I think this is a sweeping lawsuit, Phil, that alleges uh, a systemic fraud over a 20-year period on the part of former President Trump and three of his adult children. Talking to sources close to Trump in the course of all of these investigations that, that we've talked about, whether it be you know, the Mar-a-Lago documents, 
documents, Congress or, or this one, uh, this is the one that he appears to be the, the most worried about. Yes, I'm sure he's very worried about after all he's been through, he's worried about this. And what has he been through, huh? Russia, 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 impeachment one, impeachment two, January 6th, a million other things. And he's worried about this one, folks. He's not because this is fake. Uh, the attorney general, Letitia James, is a joke. Nobody takes her seriously and you will take her if you do even have a modicum of respect. You shouldn't because we're going to prove to you just how little she knows about life. First of all, she's always been out to get Trump. You can't say these things as a lawyer during a campaign. You can't. I think you can get disbarred for it. So take a look at what she said then and how she's making good on her crazy promises. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain. He's going to know my name personally. I am announcing that today we are filing a lawsuit against Donald Trump for violating the law as part of his efforts to generate profits for himself, his family, and his company. This investigation revealed that Donald Trump engaged in years of illegal conduct to inflate his net worth, to achieve, to deceive banks and the people of the great state of New York. Running for attorney general because I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. There cannot be different rules for different people in this country or in this state. And former presidents are no different. And so today we are making good on that promise, on our commitment, because no one, no one is above the law. Wow. So stirring. Hmm? Uh, seems a little emotional. Very emotional. I don't think a judge would allow her to be in a courtroom over these matters, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to get that far. This is a deranged person. The staff is unprofessional. And I'll tell you right off the bat, they are wrong. And it was so obvious when I heard this. They received a series of bank ordered appraisals for the commercial property at 40 Wall Street in New York City that calculated the value of the property at $200 million as of August 2010 and $220 million as of November 2012. Yet, in his 2011 statement, Mr. Trump listed 40 Wall Street with a value of $524 million, which increased to $530 million over the next two years, more than twice the value calculated by the professionals. Even more egregious, the $500 million plus valuation was attributed to information from the appraiser who valued the building at just over $200 million. 
All right. I am no financial whiz, but uh, I do love buildings. Okay, here in Manhattan, uh, ever since I was a little kid, uh, fascinated with buildings. Here I am at the top of the Empire State Building. My dad took me. I'll never forget it. We went there. We World Trade Center. You name it. We went to the top of it. I happen to love buildings. And the moment she said that 40 Wall Street was only worth, uh, what did she say? $200 million in 2011. That was what Letitia James said. Now, that building is an iconic building. And in 2011, it was one of the, I think, top three tallest buildings in all of New York City. $200 million? No way. I'm not a full-time real estate guy, but that building was worth a lot more. Donald Trump said it was worth how much, according to his filings? $524 million in 2011. That figure checks out everybody. He's right. She's wrong. Let's look at some comparisons, right? That's what real estate people do. What other buildings were selling for uh, along the same line? 2011, 230 Park Avenue sold at $750 million. Uh, Park Avenue Plaza, $569 million valued out in 2011. It goes on and on like this. 2010, 340 Madison Avenue. These are basically pretty ordinary buildings, by the way. $570 million. Uh, oh, and then they go up. The Google building, which, by the way, is a lot bigger. But look at this. $1.8 billion. Uh, in 2007, 666 Fifth Avenue went for $1.8 billion dollars. Again, 40 Wall Street was not a $200 million building. The iconic 40 Wall Street in 2011, 524 absolutely makes sense. If I can figure this out, (laughs) I think a jury and a judge can figure it out. They've got no case. She's running for re-election as attorney general. Apparently, the Republican is uh, showing some signs of life. Could actually cause her some trouble. She also brought up Mar-a-Lago and showed even more ignorance. Mr. Trump also blatantly ignored legal restrictions at Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago was valued on the false premise that it sat on unrestricted property and could be developed for residential use. However... Mr. Trump knew that Mar-a-Lago was subject to a host of onerous restrictions and limitations. Mr. Trump himself signed deeds sharply restricting changes to the property and donating his residential development rights in an effort to get a tax deduction and later to lower his property taxes on the property. The deeds also require Mr. Trump to donate over 23% of Mar-a-Lago's value to the historic trust for historic preservation, if he ever sold it. All right, look, deeds can be amended. New contracts can be drawn up. He's talked about this before. The creativity involved in all of this stuff, it's beyond her. Now, he was upfront about this when he constructed his first, uh, second big project, Trump Tower. Uh, It was reviewed positively by the New York Times, but the New York Times even pointed out in their review of his building, they said the following. uh, The funny thing, actually, this is Donald Trump writing about what they said. The funny thing was that she, the reviewer, spent the first half of her review complaining that our building was too big and suggesting that I used every trick in the book to maximize its size. Uh, Interestingly, 
she didn't blame me so much as she did the city for zoning laws that she said encouraged developers to do what I'd done. The New York Times, by the way, actually liked the design of Trump Tower all the way back in the uh, early 1980s. All right, so where did this silly case come from? I mean, where, how was it born? It came from a guy you may remember. I will remind everyone that this investigation only started after Michael Cohen, the former lawyer, his former lawyer, testified before Congress and shed light on this misconduct. Oh, no. Michael Cohen? That guy? Mr. Cohen, you called Donald Trump a cheat in your opening testimony. Uh, What would you call yourself? A fool. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's a fool. You don't take legal advice. You don't take anything from Michael Cohen. All right, back to the attorney general. White collar financial crime is not a victimless crime. When the well-connected break the law to take in more money that they are entitled to, it reduces resources to working people, to regular people, to small businesses and to tax and all taxpayers. Everyday people cannot lie to a bank about how much money they have in order to get a favorable loan to buy a home or to send their kid to college. And if they did, the government would throw the book at them. The book at them? An overzealous prosecutor, anybody? Hey, these things are subjective, very subjective. Hey, by the way, Trump, he paid back all these loans. Paid them all back. These banks, these big banks, Deutsche Bank, they made money off of these transactions. Wrapping up. Why should this be any different? It is a tale of two justice systems, one for everyday working people and one for the elite, the rich and the powerful. And there cannot be different rules for different people in this country or in this state. And former presidents are no different. Does anybody really think that Donald Trump would be going through this if he wasn't a former president? He's being treated differently because of what he did, because he served. His family is being treated differently. By the way, these are everyday people. Yes, they are. What do I mean by that? They went to work every day in the private sector. They knew what they were doing. They know what they're doing. They're business people. These are everyday people who work. Whereas Letitia James, a broken down career politician, setting up podiums on the street, pretending she knows things when she doesn't. All right. That's a career politician for you. Hey, the last time she made big waves, she went after uh, Governor Cuomo, who got a little... Carried away, they say. That's another story. I didn't quite frankly believe her. Uh, But do you remember? Governor Cuomo sexually harassed current and former state employees in violation of both federal and state laws. The independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, many of whom were young women, by engaging in unwanted groping, kisses, hugging, and by making inappropriate comments. That's Joe Biden, actually. <laughs> that, that case applied to Joe Biden. But anyway, uh, that report drove Governor Cuomo from office. And what did she do? 
A matter of weeks later, Letitia James, just in it for the people, right? Just trying to do the public's work. What did she do after she got him out of office? Today, I am announcing my campaign to be your next governor. The campaign lasted for about 15 minutes. She was a total and complete disaster. Not ready. This is a bogus case. Hey, just take a look at it. Who do you think is going to win, huh? Who do you think knows more about real estate? Give you one guess. Anyway, we will be right back. Ooh, Nancy Pelosi's late brother was a very strange individual. Do you know this story? Ooh, ooh, it's kind of ugly. We'll be right back. How about this? So Nancy Pelosi has been a very important person for a long time. You know, she was speaker in the early 2000s and speaker again now uh, as a major public official. I think we need to know everything there is to know about her. Right. Well, did you know that her brother was once in some very big, sordid trouble? Uh, his name was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, son of a mayor, brother of a mayor of Baltimore and brother of the future Speaker of the House of Representatives. Take a look at this. I didn't know this until recently. Uh, Baltimore newspaper, Franklin Delano Roosevelt D'Alessandro, uh, 20-year-old son of Baltimore's mayor, was charged today with raping a 13-year-old girl. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's charged, arrested, went on trial. He was found not guilty. Let's see the next slide, please. Um, according to a biography of uh, Nancy Pelosi, after just 25 minutes of deliberation, the jury of 12 men voted unanimously to find him innocent. The young D'Alessandro would be the only one of those charged in the case to win acquittal. The 13, the other 13, were all convicted. Now, there, are, there is some speculation that perhaps politics played a role in his acquittal, although maybe the evidence totally exonerated him. Now, she had something to say about this, Nancy Pelosi. I thought it was so unfair because I thought somebody was trying to accuse him of something because they were trying to besmirch my father. It was like that because of daddy. They're always trying to take him down. Maybe she could be a little bit more empathetic, you know, like sounds like they're all, like they're always trying to take Trump down. Huh? Anyway, he died a few years ago. The brother, may he rest in peace, doesn't really mean anything. Um, it's just interesting. It's just interesting. All right. You've heard of gays against groomers. It's actually, folks, a pretty good group. All right. These are members of the LGBTQ community who believe that this transgender stuff should not be forced on children. Wait until you're 18 to make these body and life altering decisions. Well, nobody in the woke left likes these people. OK, uh, they're being canceled. They're being censored. They're being chased off the Internet. Uh, let's see. PayPal sent gays against groomers this message. You are in violation of PayPal's acceptable, acceptable use policy 
regarding your use of the PayPal products. How so? Next, uh, as a result, your account has been permanently limited with no further ability to send or receive funds. That's a killer for certain groups. Uh, Let's see. Uh, And this is Venmo. Due to the nature of your activities, we have chosen to discontinue service to you in accordance with Venmo's user agreement. Are you kidding me? As a result, we have placed a permanent limitation on your account. Uh, Gaze against groomers. It also looks like they have been kicked off of Google. If you Google them, they won't come out. Now, again, These people are good people. They're adults. They may be gay, lesbian, transgender themselves. All they're saying is this stuff should not be inflicted on children. And in today's crazy, woke, warped America, that is considered extreme. Give me a break. Some of these folks are heroes. Like this doctor. You've heard all about puberty blockers. She has a special message about puberty blockers that I had never heard before. I feel a responsibility as a physician to be honest about puberty blockers and hormonal therapy in teenagers. This can lead to infertility, and I don't know if that's really well known. Um, That means that you would never be able to have your own children. It really is important to go through puberty at your normal sex, as your normal sex, and at your normal rate, and not arrest that process. Um, Give your body time to complete the process before you start changing things that could have long-term implications. That's very important. All these people, Dr. Rachel Levine talking about puberty blockers and how kids should be on them. This is truth. And big tech does not want this information out there. Hey, a couple of more items about Sunday night's 60 Minutes interview of Joe Biden. You know, the Hunter laptop is real, right? He lied to the entire country saying it was Russia disinformation. Isn't it about time we have a full and complete explanation about all that? Listen to how they handled it. Tiptoed around the tulips. Mr. President, if you run again, Republicans are most likely to go after your son, Hunter once again. And I wonder what you would like to say about your son and whether any of his troubles have caused conflicts for you or for the United States. I love my son, number one. He fought an addiction problem. He overcame it. He wrote about it. And no, there's not a single thing that I've observed at all from that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter. Uh, What about 10 percent for the big guy? What about that phone call you made to the president of Ukraine, seeming to insist that the special prosecutor there be fired? (laughs) Why did Hunter Biden go with you to China? You've got 50 questions on this topic. And why did you lie to the American people now that your precious New York Times has validated the laptop? It's hunters. It was real. And you said it was disinformation. Amazing. Something else, the, the audacity of this man, the comfort he has in lying. 
Now, the documents that President Trump uh, has in his possession, apparently, or had in his possession, I do believe, uh, covering this story, talking to Cash Patel and others, that the president of the United States, at the time he was president, had the authority to declassify anything he wanted, and he declassified this material. Listen to how this president characterizes Trump's behavior and what he might do with this information. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Names of people who helped, spies overseas, the names. He knows enough to know that those don't make it to the president's desk. All right. And what about the? This was a setup job. This absolutely was a set up job. Absolutely. And this guy was in on it. I know. Finally, uh, he gets lost all the time, literally lost trying to get off the stage. Did you see this? It's not like he's in uh, Hong Kong or anything. Watch what happens. Uh, Mr. President, thank you. At the end of such a momentous event, the word thank you seems kind of inadequate, but for all the millions whose lives will be saved, for the communities where life will be transformed, thank you. So thank you, President Biden, for your outstanding... That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad, Izzy. All right, let's have some patience. We can't have patience. This is life and death stuff. They want to drop nuclear weapons on Ukraine. This is an emergency. I'll be right back with Alina Haba, President Trump's attorney. Look at everything Donald Trump had to get through, huh? (laughs) It was a struggle, of course, to become president. Then he's president. There's Russia, 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 impeachment number one, impeachment number two, this January 6th nonsense, a thousand other things they come at him with. And now, could this finally be it? (laughs) Letitia James? I don't think so. I looked at it today. In my opinion, it's a frivolous lawsuit. They're accusing Donald Trump of uh, overinflating his properties to get a better deal, I guess, from the banks and more loans. Uh, They accuse him of fraud. I am not buying it. We talked about it earlier. Let's bring in Alina Haba. She is the attorney, one of the attorneys for former President Donald Trump. Welcome back, Alina. Thanks, Greg. Good to be with you. How are you? Uh-oh. Are you worried about this? You seem very serious. What's going on? Is this a bad... Oh, I'm so serious. (laughs) Yes, I'm so concerned. Three years of investigation. I had no idea this was coming. And 48 days before an election, of course, we knew this was coming. This is a typical political stunt by the DNC. Not worried at all. No, not at all. All right. So... Valuations um, are incredibly subjective, as you know. Right. I mean, and I don't even think I'm not sure there's a law and we should emphasize this is a civil case. They tried to present it as if it was some sort of an indictment. Do me a favor for the non-lawyers. Go ahead. 
Yes, I'm happy to break it down for the non-lawyers. So Letitia James took this this beautiful stage of pomp and circumstance, and she said that this was, you know, she was, we are barring the Trump organization from doing business in New York. We are barring Donald Trump from doing business in New York. No, okay, first of all, you don't have the authority to do that. Let's be clear. This is a civil case. What is a civil case? Civil case is damages, monetary damages, very different than a criminal case, which is you go to jail. This is a civil case. She's asking for money. We don't have a victim. Deutsche Bank made a lot of money off the Trump organization. However, she's took the stand today. Why? Because she's down in the polls. So we sit here and we watch this. And it's a shame because she really misled the public today. I, I really believe that. I watched her try and pretend that my client was a fraudster and all of these things. Meanwhile, he used accounting firms. He used outside Cushman and Wakefield, major firms that went and did valuations of companies. And then his statement of financial condition was completely discredited by a four page uh, disclaimer where he said, basically, this is not an audit. This isn't an accounting statement. You got to do your own work and due diligence. And by the way, Deutsche Bank, they do their own due diligence. They're not a a schmucky little bank from, <laughs> you know, South Jersey. So sorry. OK, well, look, I actually am a bit of a, I, I have a hobby. I like New York City buildings. I've always liked the skyline. And I know a little bit about what buildings <laughs> cost. And when she came out and said right. that 40 Wall Street should only have been valued at $200 million in 2011. Yeah. And I think we have a picture of the yes. building. I knew she was wrong. I knew it. She said $200 million. Donald Trump said, I, apparently in the financial papers, that it was worth $524 million. I don't know if you saw earlier in the show, we showed about six buildings that sold or were valued in 2011 for that figure or more comparable size right. and some not nearly as iconic, famous or interesting as 40 Wall Greg. Street. She does not know, literally not know what she's talking about. No, she has no idea about commercial real estate. That is very clear by this complaint. Number one. Number two, when you have a Trump property, that's a unicorn property. That's what we call that. That's something that has a brand value and has real estate value. He's got some of the best buildings in New York. So you want to sit there and tell me, oh, Trump, do you know what a property's worth? It's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. It doesn't matter what Letitia James thinks. She has no real estate, no real estate background. She's literally investigating everybody and anybody. Cushman and Wakefield, Weiser Mazar. She'll go after Deutsche Bank. She'll go after anyone to advance her political career. There is no place for that in the judicial system. And I have other clients that deal with this. If you're a Republican, if you are sitting there and you are trying to fight for your business who happens to be successful in a democratic state, you should not have a prejudicial judge in front of you and you should be treated the same. But that's not the way we operate, unfortunately, in this country anymore. That's the problem. That is the problem. I know I only have a few seconds left. There was a bogus case about the um, the Trump Foundation. There was a settlement. I know that was bogus on their part. What do you tr right. what do you do, though? I mean, this does take up time, a lawsuit. you got to answer certain things. Yes. Are you looking to settle? How can you settle? What, what's your next step? What are you going to do? 
Quite honestly, all of these lawsuits that they bring, they're no surprises. We're already ready to deal with them. We've been prepared for that. We have a motion to dismiss ready, and we're going to tailor it to whatever new details they brought. But quite honestly, this has been three years in the making. If you don't think we knew that they were going to do this right before an election, she yeah. must think we're stupid. We were ready to go, and we will be ready to grow, and we will continue to crush it. It's, it is what it is. It's an election political ploy. Here we go, Letitia. You know, you made a mistake. You wanted to file, but it's going to be another L in your bucket. Here we go. Alina Abba, attorney for the presidential. I'm glad you're by his side. Very much so. Thank you very much. I am, I am by his side. All Thanks. right. To be continued. We'll be right back. Thanks, Greg. I want to remind those who allow themselves such statements about Russia that our country also has a variety of weapons of destruction, and in some areas even more modern than those in NATO countries. And if the territorial integrity of our country is threatened, we will, without question, use all the means at our disposal to protect Russia and our people. This is not a bluff. Oh, man, a lot of people think he's getting real serious about nuclear weapons. Let's bring in retired Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North of the United States Marine Corps, genuine American hero. His latest book, The Giant Awakes, a Jack Cruz novel, is available wherever books are sold. Colonel North, no one knows the world better than you. Are you worried? No, I'm not worried because uh, he may actually think he could launch one. And I, I suppose he would try to make it hit somewhere in Ukraine because he doesn't want it to land in a NATO country. But if he tried to launch it, the question is, would it be carried out? There have been so many mutinies in the Russian army since the invasion of 2022 into Ukraine. He's got to be worried about the fact that he does. First of all, he's lost more generals in this war than we lost in World War II. How's that? I mean, think about what this guy's going through in terms of all of his oligarchs are losing boatloads of money. He's the only reason they've got the money. There's got to be some of them thinking there's a way to get rid of this guy. Do we arrest him? Do we shoot him? Do we blow him up? But there's people got to be thinking about that. He's now got riots going on in Moscow and several other St. Petersburg as well. And it's getting cold up there already. I mean, here we are still complaining about the heat back here in Virginia, and they got snow in parts of Russia already. What, what Putin is looking at is, is a hope that because of what Biden has done to the oil infrastructure, the petroleum infrastructure, that if, let's call it the energy infrastructure in our country, we can't replace what's likely going to be cut off from Russia to Western Europe. He's hoping against all hope that he can drag this thing out long enough that he can somehow reverse the military gains that, the, that, quite frankly, no one expected, maybe maybe me and a couple others, that the Ukrainians were going to bring about. He has got a very serious problem on his end, and he has no allies. Think about it. Here's his friends. There's Syria. Oh, boy, that's a, that's a mess. There's, of course, Chechnya, which, of course, is, he's got the lid on that. He's got the, the nice folks over there in, in, in Iran next door to where this is all going on with Ukraine. And he's got communist China and North Korea. Those are his five allies, not one of which, which can do him any good at all. The sanctions are finally beginning to bite. The only thing he's got going for him is Biden's blunder when it comes to energy. That's about it. 
What if, how well did we do or not do or the weapons? We sent a lot of weapons, a lot of money at least. Some concern mm-hmm. about how many of those weapons actually made it to the people who needed it. Did America do right by Ukraine? Yes. We didn't do it soon enough and we haven't done enough of it. So, for example, one of the things that this remarkable man Zelensky has been asking for since the opening moments of this war, he needs aircraft. He needs to be able to fire right up to the edge of the border with Ukraine and Russia and, if necessary, to fire across that border. He does not want to threaten Russia. That's never been his intent. And Putin knows it. So the big lie that came out in that little address that he just gave, rallying the troops around 300,000 new conscripts into the military. And by the way, they're not just reservists being called up. It's people who have already served, who have already been discharged from the military. He's trying to bribe them to volunteer. He's given provincial governors the opportunity to recruit them. It's not going to work. The word is getting out all over Russia. If you go to Ukraine, the likelihood is you're, going to get, you're either going to die or get terribly wounded. Wow. Oh, well, it's getting cold there and uh, things could be changing. How are you otherwise, Colonel? It's good to see you again. Anything, uh, any, everything good? Well, I, as I'm not hiding anything. You know, I'm a pretty open guy. My wife has a very serious terminal malady. It's called the degenerative cortical basal syndrome. No one's ever survived it. But I, like you, believe in miracles. OK, and so I pray for one every day. And if, if that's not what the Lord's will is. I know where I'm going. I know where she's going. I know why we're going there. I just don't know when. You're amazing, Colonel. An honor to know you. I got to meet Betsy once. Please give her my best, Mrs. North, and to be continued. And our prayers uh, will join the chorus. Thank you, sir, very much. Semper Fi. Semper Fi, Marine. God bless you. God bless. We'll be right back. Thank you so much. To be continued, I'll see you tomorrow.